In this episode of Paw Tracks, we turn back the clock to March 1965. Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. was marching for voting rights in Alabama. A Soviet cosmonaut was taking the first spacewalk. And far away from those front page headlines, All-American Bill Bradley was leading Princeton basketball to new heights. We'll be exploring the Tigers' remarkable postseason run on the podcast and in the print magazine next month. But first, we take a look at what made the team great, as told by its players. Princeton's coach, Butch Van Bredikoff, was 42 years old and a rising star in the coaching world. His approach focused less on set plays and more on motion, according to Bill Bradley. It rewarded uh, movement, passing, and it uh, rewarded hitting the open shot. Teammate Ed Hummer. It really was rules of motion. And so, in a way, a play was never busted. If something didn't work, you were still moving. Point guard Gary Walters. And it was all read the defense stuff, spacing, concepts, abstract expressionism. Pass and cut, move, if you were play, go back door, understand your spacing. But even more so, if you look at the teams, you look at 65, you look at 66, and then my senior year, 67, just look at how much we scored. We f- would fast break all the time. Fortunately, we had uh, uh, you know, the um, pieces in place where we could do that. The 1964-65 team averaged just under 80 points per game and topped 100 points four times, including twice in the NCAA tournament. I don't think people understood uh, how well-conditioned we were. And partly that was because when we did our practices, we were constantly running, we were scrimmaging. I mean, that was practice. You go out, you warm up a little bit, then you scrimmage. So you're constantly playing games that he would stop. And then at the end of the practice, we'd run this drill, which was N2, N4, I think maybe N6. So you'd go up and back, up and back. And then the Bradikoff would say N4, meaning you got to go four more times, or N2. I remember those drills. Those were fun conditioning drills. Von Bredikoff was animated and passionate. Team member Don Roth said he'd occasionally bang his head against the wall for emphasis during halftime talks. But the coach also drew great joy from the game. He, he was unusual that way. He was a tough Marine. He was all those kinds of things, but he had great fun playing for the guy. Still, learning to play in Von Bredikoff's system was no easy task. When I was a freshman, I didn't understand it at all. It looked like just a little, I'm going, where are the plays? Where are the patterns? You know, but they, they're there. You just, and of course, I almost marvel that we played so well because so many of us were sophomores. So that means we were just being introduced to the stuff that Butch did. And you have to catch on fast, and it's subtle. It's very, very subtle, and to catch on to it fast. And I think that's why the team improved so much during the year, 
You just have to keep doing it until it becomes more natural to you. Bradley had become the exemplar of Von Bradikoff's brand of basketball. He was an exceptional shooter and passer who always seemed to be in the right place at the right time. Bill, you're sort of in every game. You know what I mean? You can almost play anybody, and if Bill plays well, you're going to do well. You're going to do okay. You're going to be in the game. And, and Bill rarely had an off night. Bradley was extraordinary off the court as well. In January of his senior season, he was selected to be a Rhodes Scholar. People can't and don't know the extent to which he had this aura. And in many ways, almost because he never sought it. But he had an aura. You know, for those of us that were teammates, he was just, he was just Bill, okay? I wouldn't say plain old Bill, because we all admired him. After the games, you know, just beat somebody or whatever, he's off to the library at 2 o'clock in the morning. Are you kidding me? Who has that kind of discipline? Bill Kingston was a reserve guard and one of Bradley's roommates. We didn't see him in the room very much. He would come in uh, sometimes after midnight and uh, he'd be out early in the morning to go to class and everything. So of all the roommates, he was the least present. He had a couple of favorite study spots, uh, one somewhere in the library, and then when the library closed, he had another place he went to. I don't know how much he did that during the season, but he certainly did it at other times. Bradley's discipline was evident in his practice habits as well. He was such a routinized player. He had his own routine, and he would do it uh, by himself when he took the court every day. And even before games, he would do the same routine. And Billy Kingston would rebound for him before the games, and, and Bill would run through this, this same routine. You know, I'd start in close and then move out, and sometimes they would get there early and count how many in a row I hit. I just, I, I can recall a moment, you know, I seen her down at Penn at the Palestra, where he was doing this, and I really noticed for the first time something that other people had told me, but I had not really noticed myself. And that is, as he went through the routine, it was very clear that everybody in the gym was just watching Bill go through his routine. And this night in the palestra, as he's going through it, it's one of these strange things where the ambient noise level in the crowd just starts going a little bit up, then a little bit up, then a little bit up as Bill is going through this routine, and he's not missing anything. After a while, there's this, just this real kind of roar in the crowd at every shot that goes through. It's just, it's just very strange. It's stuff that you don't really see much uh, in, sort of in real life. Bradley boosted his legend in December of 64, when Princeton was invited to play in the annual holiday festival at Madison Square Garden. Facing Michigan, the nation's number one team, the Princeton star scored 41 points and had his team up by a dozen before he fouled out with four minutes and 37 seconds left. But in the final minutes, the Wolverines stormed back and won the game 80 to 78. 
The New York Times hailed Bradley's all-around game. In addition to making his fabulous assortment of shots, reporter Leonard Coppett wrote, he defended well, picked off passes, fed teammates for four baskets, took down nine rebounds, and dominated whoever played him one-on-one. But Bradley remembers something different from that night. The thing that stands out to me is how hard everybody on the team took it and how Van Bredikoff, uh closed the doors of the locker room, didn't let the press in, talked to us about what had happened and uh, how we have to think about things going forward. And then we got on a bus and went back to Princeton. Fortunately for the Tigers, there would be better bus rides ahead. Our thanks to Bill Bradley, Gary Walters, Ed Hummer, Bill Kingston, and Don Roth for speaking with Paul for this oral history. Look for more in the March 4th issue of the Princeton Alumni Weekly. Brett Tomlinson, digital editor of PAW, produced this podcast. You can find more episodes of PAW Tracks on iTunes or on our website, paw.princeton.edu. Music for this podcast is licensed from First Com Music. <laughs>